Steven has got one more year syndrome. Can he retire at age 65? Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 438, join Big Al spitball retirement for him and for MB. Can she and her husband live comfortably if she retires at age 59 and a half? And for Johnny, does he have enough to fill the gap until retirement? And should his dad do Roth conversions before Johnny inherits his wealth? Is Austin maximizing his future gains by saving to his 401k at age 29 rather than to his Roth IRA? But first, how can Mike and his wife leave their kids a lower tax bill when they pass? I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson CFP and Big Al Clopine CPA. Go to yourmoneyyourwealth.com, click on the button, ask Joe and Big Al. Yeah, that's the button. That's- it actually works. It works. It works. Great. You can uh, leave a message or you can uh, write us an email. Hey, y'all. Coming to you from the great state of Texas, a little town called Bernie, Texas, outside of San Antonio. Hey, listen, my wife and I are 63 and 69. She retired at uh, full Social Security benefits and she has her own pension and so forth. And and I'm going to collect mine here at 63, probably here in uh, uh, probably September. We got about one million in tax deferred IRAs. Got about $170,000 in cash. I guess that covers the emergency fund. I still have a 400K mortgage, which is $1,730 a month. Come September, we'll have about $15,000 a month income coming in from our pensions and in our annuities. It's about $180,000 a year, but only $45,000 is taxable because of uh, I'm a disabled veteran and so forth like that. But uh, I drive a Subaru. I drink a little eight lager. Uh, my question to y'all is uh, I'm concerned of leaving the kids a large tax bill after we pass in the sense of, you know, uh, I think you got to use it within 10 years if the IRA is passed on to them. Uh, how can I mitigate anything if possible? Not worried about income, obviously. And I think 15000 should cover it. So I'm not really thinking about dipping too much into that uh, IRAs, but just your thoughts. would appreciate it. Spitball it for me. Thank you much, Mike. Very cool. Yeah, I like that question. All right. Um, yeah, fifteen thousand a month. Pretty good. Living large. Yeah, right. So, yeah, a couple of things because the stretch IRA is no longer Al. Sure. So you know, for people that that pass with large IRAs, a lot of that just gets blown up by tax. Yeah, which now, it, exactly. So it means it has to be distributed within 10 years. And there's minimums. You have to do a little bit each year in, in many cases, not all cases, in many cases, but certainly by year 10, it needs to be fully dis- distributed. And if you have a large IRA balance and maybe just one kid, that's, that's a, you know, let's say it's 3 million bucks and you got to do it over 10 years. That's 300,000 of extra income for a child each year. Now, if you have 10 kids, it makes it a little bit easier. But I think that the the answer, Mike, isn't really that tricky because you don't have a high taxable income because most of your pension is is non-taxable. So you should be thinking about Roth conversions and get this money to a Roth and then you don't even have to worry about it. The kids are still going to have to distribute the Roth over 10 years, but they're not going to pay any taxes. 63 years old. He's got a million bucks. Yeah. So probably so he's got 20 plus years of life expectancy. So that million could go to four, four and a half, five million dollars by the time they pass. And so it could. I mean, it could be a big number. And right now, and maybe even indefinitely, the taxable income is low. So get that, get that thing out. What you want to do is look at your tax brackets. Probably you're in the 12% federal tax bracket. So you at least want to convert 
uh, uh, IRA to that amount, but maybe you want to look at the 22, 24%. Um, I, I don't know. This this is where, um, you know, you, you just kind of need to chart this out, but but I'm thinking- You can uh, get a lot of it out. I'm thinking get all of it out almost uh, by the time it's RMD age, which would probably be 73. 75. Seven, yeah. Well, for him. So for him, 73 probably for her. Yeah. All right, let's go to Stephen from Exton, PA. Love the show. I'm a victim of one more year syndrome. Uh, yeah. One more year. Got to work one more year, one but more. I really don't want to. I hate this place. <laughs> I've been here long enough. Year. Uh, can you spitball if I'm in position to retire at age 65? If I retire before 65, should health care cause be a concern? Age 63, wife is 61, four and a half million total assets, three million tax deferred, 500,000 in a Roth and a million dollars in a brokerage account. I saved the max into my and my wife's Roth IRA. We earned a combined $200,000 per year. I'd like to plan for both of us to live to 90. I'd like to draw $150,000 in retirement. I'll save approximately five thousand dollars a month combined in social security around 67 years of age my friend at work is trying to convince me i can retire now but i keep saying one or more two years you think his friend at work wants his job you know it could be <laughs> hey steven uh you're fine you know i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking uh I'm ready for the promotion. Yeah, I'm I've been hanging out for 35 years. Your office here, wait for you to f and leave. Uh, my drink of choice is Sam Adams. All right, I okay. drive a 2019 Ford Edge. Okay, and my wife drives a Lincoln. Thanks for your help. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so uh, first of all, congratulations, Stephen. Uh, you have saved quite. The nest egg. So you, you, Stephen, have reached financial independence. I can tell you that your friend's right. So what does he have? Four and a half million dollars. Yeah. So so here's this quick, simple math. If you retire tomorrow, you got one hundred fifty thousand of expenses. You got four and a half million. So you you divide the expenses one fifty into four and a half million. You get a three point three percent distribution rate uh, at age sixty three. Uh, and 61. That's fine because that's not even including Social Security. By the time Social Security kicks in, you'll have more like a 2% distribution rate. So yes, Stephen, you don't have to wait an extra year unless you want to. I think he just feels a little bit more secure. I know. Well, we, we all do, right? Because to go from- Yeah, you're still no, here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what am I doing here? I don't. I like that paycheck. <laughs> that's a good point. Stephen, I'm retiring tomorrow with you. <laughs> uh, well congratulations Stephen. you know but yeah well the one-year syndrome is a big deal i mean it's a true it is thing. it's a true thing it's yep. like okay well you know it's it's tough to jump off the ledge it's very tough it's like yep. oh my gosh I, i'm gonna give up this paycheck to create my own paycheck man that four and a half million dollars looks really nice in my check you know in my my brokerage accounts the last thing i want to do is tap that when i can still work and yeah, and no. and so I I've got to I got to tell you so yeah maybe you can't maybe you have to spend a little bit more than one fifty because you pick got to pay healthcare for a couple of years yeah. but you still got enough. 
So you've gotten a retirement spitball analysis from Joe and Big Al, and you know when you can retire. But have you thought about how you will spend your time once you are retired? I mean, really thought about it in practical terms. In 2016, a Fidelity Investment Survey found that 60% of men said that having time to spend with their spouse was a strong factor in their decision to retire, while only 43% of women said the same thing. Download the Retirement Lifestyles Guide from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com and get some insight and suggestions and ideas to make the most of your lifestyle, your growth, your health, and your relationships in retirement. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes, and download the Retirement Lifestyles Guide for free. I got MB from Louisville, Kentucky writes in. He goes, hello there. I've been listening to you for about a year now. Really enjoy the show and have learned a lot. Andy, you're a saint. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but thanks, MB. <laughs> have, have you been called a saint before? Never. Absolutely not. Not sure why I would be. <laughs> first time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am a 57-year-old and want to retire at 59 and a half. Would love a spitball analysis. I'm married and my husband is 58 and will work at least until he's 65. He loves what he does. Yeah. Don't we all? Of course we do. That's that's why I'm still here. <laughs> it's now, nothing to do with the fat page. Now I know the real reason. Uh, current total 401k between the both of us, $2.6 million, uh, mostly in non-Roth. Just started contributing to Roth last year and now putting 90% of my contributions into the Roth options. I make $210,000 annually and my husband, $200,000. We both max out the 401ks. We also have two hundred eighty-five thousand in a brokerage account, one hundred twenty thousand emergency fund, no mortgage. Think we need gross ten k a month to live comfortably. Can I retire at fifty-nine and a half and accomplish the budget needs? I drive a twenty nineteen XC ninety Volvo. Wow, that sounds exciting. Yeah, that's that's cool. Sound like a SUV? Yeah, that's got to be an SUV. Yeah, there's a lot of. XC90. It's probably like really that, safe. That, that'd be the giant one, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Super safe vehicle. Yep. Uh, Unless you drink a glass of Chardonnay while in, you're driving it. Love <laughs> a great glass of Chardonnay. Uh, we have two golden doodles. Uh, one very good boy and one very naughty girl. Thanks for all you do. All right. Thank you, MB. Wow. All right. Uh, Big Al. Well, wants to retire, make uh, live off about one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Wants to retire fifty nine and a half. So there's a bridge for uh, Social Security. She didn't. There is, but he, but us, he's going to still work, right? Because he loves what he does. Yeah, right. Or or that's what she tells him. Right, because, you love what you do. So <laughs> you're you're <laughs> staying. So he's making two hundred. They yeah, want yeah. to spend one hundred twenty. So they really don't need to tap into their portfolio. No. So, um, so here's what I did, Joe. So they got about $3 million now. I just did seven years at 6% uh, and then adding 30 k per year full, you know, 401k. We get about 4.7, right? 4.7. Then I took the 120000 they want to spend, 3% inflation, 150. So let's see, 150. And this is before Social Security into 4.7. What's that? That's a 3% distribution rate. That should be fine. Here's my concern is I think you're spending more than 120. Yeah, because they make $400,000 You're making 410 and taxes are not 300000 Yeah. <laughs> so just you might want to rethink what, you're, what you really want to spend in retirement. Because they're, they're saving, let's call it 50 grand. 
Yeah. All right. 401k is Roth yeah, IRAs. Yeah. Maybe, so if maybe, you're making 410 yeah. minus 50. You know, minus taxes, but um, they're probably anyway, spending two something. I'm thinking you're spending quite a bit more than you may think. So, so look at your spending and make sure you're good with that number. Yeah, because the the numbers work at one twenty. Of course they do. Because yeah. he's it can it could work a little bit higher. But but it's convincing the husband that hey I'm done. Yeah. Because once one spouse retires yeah. and the other one is still working. Yeah. Sometimes for, for seven years. Yeah. For seven, <laughs> sometimes some conflict <laughs> arises. It, it could it could happen. <laughs> what are you been doing all day? <laughs> Don't you remember you love your job? I'm out of here too. <laughs> You're drinking Chardonnay with the ladies all day. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the financial part looks all good, MB, but I think um, you, the, the relationship part might need well, some work. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, from the numbers you gave us, yeah, this does work. Yeah. Hey guys, and Andy, love the show, longtime listener, and you are my number one podcast. And yes, I have high standards. Nice. Johnny from El Dorado. Yeah. Johnny's coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have I don't have animals, uh, but really hope my wife lets me have a dog one day. Well, oh, let's hope so, let's, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. I'm 63 and not good looking. Oh, I'm not a what not not looking good. No, he's hoping that his wife will let him have a dog, but he's 63, so it's not looking good. Oh, oh okay. 63. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that. So not you. looking good. I thought he was. I like, thought he was saying I don't look very good. Terrible looking. <laughs> My wife will let me get a dog. I'm I I'm so ugly and I don't get a dog. <laughs> oh, sorry, Johnny. Yeah, I'm sure you're like really good looking. Yeah, super hot. Yep. I'm 63. <laughs> still not looking good. All right. I drive an older Tesla and my beer of choice is Guinness, although I love an Ashland seltzer. Made in San Diego. Yes, I've had oh, an Ashland seltzer. I, I don't know about that. Never had an Ashland, huh? No. Really? Not big seltzer fan. No, Apparently it's the San Diego's best kept secret. Yeah. <laughs> Andy? Nope. Never no. even heard of it. Well, really. Yes. Okay. So you're you're the one that knows. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Are you more of a uh, drinker than I am? <laughs> I'm seltzer, probably. Uh, I will keep this short as possible, hoping to save you from mispronouncing anything. Ah, that's a little wise guy here. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> it is very true. Okay, just call me Marble Mount. Uh, our current net worth is about four million. Uh, in two million in four hundred one k in deferred comp, one million in home equity, and another one million equity in a rental property. That brings us about five thousand dollars a month in income. We can, we plan to continue to hold the rental in retirement. I currently earn two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and I plan to work another four years at the same amount. I am still paying for kids' college. This will be you, Joe, and it's not so bad since I was able to save a lot when I was younger. Oh, did okay. you save in your younger years? I I, mean, you, I got a couple of bucks. You did, saved. yeah, yeah. I was single for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you you are. Yeah, just waited till just loaded up on funds. Just midlife crisis. <laughs> Let's have a kid. <laughs> Will this make me happy? <laughs> oh boy, here we are. Uh, I'm not saving much. I am not saving much each month as cash flow is tight. Currently, however, I am putting the full $30,000 into my Roth 401k at work. 
Uh, we would like to have about $200,000 in annual retirement income at the start of 67. We expect about $60,000 combined in Social Security at 67 in four years when I retire. And I'm hoping the other assets I mentioned above might fill the gaps. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Lastly, in the real reason for writing you, I will eventually inherit about $1.5 million from my father. He currently yeah. has a million dollars in IRAs and $300,000 in home equity as well as $300,000 in cash. Does it make sense to have him convert any or all some of his IRA to Roth? He has the cash to do it, uh, to do this, and it seems to make sense so that I will not be forced to pay the taxes as I inherit the IRA over the next 10 years at a likely higher rate. I really... I would really love to have a million dollars in a Roth. Does this tactic make sense? He currently makes about $150,000 of income due to his RMDs and Social Security. Go ahead, guys. Pile on me. <laughs> Let me know what you think. I could take the pain. Thanks so much for all you do. Regards. Johnny from El Dorado, California. Okay. okay. Well, I'll start with the first thing. What do you think? What do you think? Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Well, uh, let's answer. Can he retire? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so that's, so that's what I was going to ask. Because he said, what do you think twice? I think. Oh, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> I'm going to answer one of the what do you think okay, questions. Okay, got, got it, got it. So uh, let's see. Nest egg, uh, he's got a couple million dollars right now. Uh, deferred comp, 401k. I'm just assume it's it's like liquid, $2 million. So here's, here's what I did, Joe. I took uh, four years from now, 6%, adding 30000 a year, $2 million to start with. He ends up with two point six. So $2.6 million. When Johnny decides to retire at 67, he's yeah. got two point six. Yeah, All right. Yeah, roughly, based upon my assumptions, right? Yep. And then expenses of a couple hundred thousand, 3% inflation rate, I get 225000 is his expenses. Okay. 60K rental, 60K social security, 105,000 left over divided into the 2.6 million, 4% distribution. So Johnny, you're right on the margin, right on the margin. So theoretically, this should be good. There's not much room for error, but you've got the one and a half million. Oh, he's got pocket aces. Maybe, maybe, maybe coming. <laughs> so, so, so Johnny, yeah, I think you're probably fine. Now you've got a tax problem too, though, because all your money's in a 401k and deferred comp. So we got to think about that too, but you didn't ask about that. Right. So the million dollars, his dad, um, his father's 150,000. Um, I'm not sure if his, he didn't say parents. So I'm guessing maybe dad might be single. Maybe. Yeah. So $150,000 of income, that's RMDs and social security. Yeah. Um, he, <clears throat> so man, if he's, a, he's got a million bucks, that's a pretty big RMD. He must be a little, he must be older. O yeah. Older. Yeah. So you would, that's why you would, he's probably. You would, you would think so. I so so the well let's let's I'll answer the and the the question from a tax standpoint, but then let's go back whether well, that's a good idea, uh, uh, otherwise. And so here's how you think about it: if your father's in a lower tax bracket than you, and he doesn't need it, so that's a huge qualifier, which right. I want to talk about in a second. But if he does, if he really really doesn't need it, and he's in a lower tax bracket than you, yes, he should be converting, right, to to get that money paid, to get the tax money paid, uh, and then so you can keep that money in the Roth, so that when you get it, it'll be tax free. That that's actually kind of a no brainer. But to me, Joe, the bigger question is, are you sure he's not going to need it? Right, right, and is he okay with this? Yeah. 
<laughs> but you, you, another way to look at it, too, is that Johnny's going to have to pay the tax if he inherits it, if dad doesn't do anything. That's right. So what tax rate is that going to be, hypothetically, given what Johnny's goals are? Johnny wants to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. He's got rental income, some of that's probably sheltered through depreciation. He's got Social Security, but everything else is going to come from the IRAs, which is going to be taxed at ordinary income. So and if Johnny's married, he might be in a lower tax bracket than his dad. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. So, but let's say if Johnny's actually in a higher tax bracket, maybe Johnny pays the tax. Dad, why don't you go ahead and convert it and I will help pay that tax. Yeah. Because he's going to have to pay the tax regardless if he inherits it over 10 years. It would be cheaper, right? It'd be cheaper. It, it, I mean, it's just another way to hedge. So um, unless he's like, well, no, dad, you pay the tax and just that will lower my inheritance. Maybe all that money's coming to him, but I don't know what shape. Yeah, I, um, health wise, I, I dad's and I don't know whether Dad needs the RMD. I don't. I I don't know if he needs the cash or not. I don't think Johnny cares. <laughs> that didn't really yeah, come up, did it? No, it didn't come, the calls. Oh, he answered. I guess we gotta wait. Um. So yeah, yeah. That, that's so the concept is fine. I agree with the concept. I just want to make sure Dad is okay and he agrees with your thinking. Yes, Andy, you got that one, huh? I got it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't that listening. That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, is now the time to buy tech stocks? Is it too soon to go global with your investments? And what is next for the Federal Reserve? Find out in our Q3 Financial Market Outlook webinar on Wednesday, July 26th, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Get all your investing questions answered live and learn all about what's happened in the financial market so far this year and what we might be able to expect for the rest of the year in this free webinar hosted by Brian Perry, CFP, CFA. He's the Executive Vice President and Chief Investment Officer at Pure Financial. Financial advisors. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes and register for the Q3 Market Outlook webinar now. Got Austin from Naples, Florida. Hey, Joe, Big Al, new listener here. I've been enjoying your podcast on my drive to and from work. No pets. I rarely drink, but when I can, I get a free drink at an open bar. I opt for a mojito. So he's just just going to open bars. Yeah, he, he goes to hotels and gets in with conventions and, and business it's a, and pretends like he's an employee. He's like, yeah, I don't drink. <laughs> but every every night of the week, I get a mojito at the open bar. <laughs> uh, I'm 29 years old. Oh, well, that's why he wants the free drink. He's, got he's it. Still, still in building mode. Oh, and he, and he's a revenue analyst. Yeah. Oh, it's just analyzing revenue. Right. I'm also an army vet and was medically retired a few years back. Between my salary, employer match dividends, and some VA compensation, my gross income is between 150 160 k I have about thirty-five to 40000 in a Roth, 70000 in a 401k. Um, oh, I reinvest all tax savings. Very good. $425,000 in taxable brokerage accounts, 22000 across uh, some CDs. And then $4,000 in a high-yielding savings account, about $7,000 in checking. Um, also have a piggy bank of $47. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have some stuff under my pillow. How many quarters <laughs> did we get that? I have about $2.75 in my <laughs> couch. 
<laughs> I just checked the the cup holder in my car. There's my, another forty eight cents and there. My, my brother just came over, gave him a beer, and a little money spilled out of his pocket. So we got to got to add that. I found a dollar on the street last week. <laughs> I'm expecting to find a dollar this week if I look hard enough. Oh my goodness! You just give us the details here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's that's a lot of savings at twenty nine. Yeah, Guinness. He's got a two hundred ten Honda Civic with no power locks all right thanks for that detail we had that conversation about power windows the other day so i think he's following power locks got it all right and a few other bigger ticket items i live with my girlfriend and have annual spending is usually around twenty five thousand dollars per year that's what big al spends a night at the bar (laughs) (laughs) that wouldn't last too long in my house uh all in i invest about a hundred thousand dollars each year and i'm always looking to bump that up my question is, my research suggests that I'm actually maximizing potential future gains by doing my 401k all pre-tax as long as I invest the tax savings, which I do. Based on my current situation in my savings investment style, what risk do you foresee me sticking with this approach? Thanks for the input. Austin, what I see with this approach is that you have no life. <laughs> You well, got to start spending a couple of bucks. He, he's learned how to get free drinks, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. He's going to the open. I bar. bet he's siphoning gas. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so I, I guess mean, he's the, saving a hundred thousand dollars a year. When does he want to retire? What I mean, what? He must, well, twenty nine. You have no idea, right? Well, unless he's fire, then yeah, I want to retire. It could be he doesn't mention it. Oh. Yeah, it does. He doesn't. So what he's, well, I guess, what he's getting at, Al, is. So there's after tax. So Roth IRA contributions, you yep. pay the tax and then you put the money in a Roth and it grows 100% tax free. Yeah. But yep. you forego the tax deduction by putting the money into the Roth IRA. Yes. So real simple math. Let's say I have a Roth 401k in the 25% tax bracket. I put $10,000 into the Roth IRA. I forego a $2,500 tax savings. Right. Make sense? Yep. If I put it in the pre-tax, I don't have to spend the ten thousand. I only have to put in eighty five hundred dollars, or is that right now seventy five hundred dollars? Because I get the twenty five hundred dollars tax savings. That, that's right. So if you're if you do the Roth, you're going to have a smaller take home pay. If you do the regular, you have bigger take home pay because you're getting tax savings. So what he's doing, he's like, you know what? I, I want to even this out. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go pre-tax. And take that $2,500 tax savings, and I'm going to put it into a brokerage account and invest it. Because if you look at it over time, right, it, if you put it in after-tax versus pre-tax. So pre-tax, you have $10,000 in. You get a tax deduction today of $2,500. Let's say that $10,000 grows to $100,000, right? Right. So you pull the $100,000 out in the same tax bracket, you're going to pay $25,000 in tax. Correct. So you got a $2,500 tax deduction today, but you got to pay the government $25,000 in the future to get the money out. Right. Or you put it into the Roth IRA and forego the $2,500 and you grow it to $100,000. You pull it 100% out and you save $25,000. Right. So what he's saying is that instead of doing the Roth, I want to go pre-tax, but that $2,500, I'm going to continue to save it 
into a brokerage account sure. and over that same time period, given the same rate of return, I should come out even, but I have more liquidity. Right, right. So here, here's my answer. I would go Roth all the way because you're young. You probably will make more in the future. You'll probably be in higher tax brackets, but here, here would be an exception to that. The exception is if you really are part of FIRE, financial independence, retire early, and you want to retire at 35 or 40 or whatever the number is, you're going to need some money outside of retirement. And this is a good way to do it potentially. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, you're saving a hundred thousand bucks. You're 29 years old. You got $425,000 already in a brokerage account. I mean, what does he got a million plus? Yeah. He's got uh yeah, it's maybe 700, but it's a lot. 700,000 at 29. Yeah. I think what I would do is I'd put all 30 into the Roth and then the other 70, that's going to go into brokerage. That's what I would do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it, Thanks, Austin. You know, keep grinding. But wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, right? How do you, 25000 a year? Well, he lives with his girlfriend. He gets free while he does. He's got that worked out. There's a, there's a holiday in right, right next door. He knows when the, the companies come in. Oh, man. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> all right. Show's called Your Money Well. Thanks all. We'll see you next week. Joe is Texas-bound and why Al's folks would spend summers in the desert. In the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by sharing the show with your friends and colleagues and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you, no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors will be able to identify strategies that'll help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Bernie, Texas. Yeah, you know what? Now I'm going to Texas tomorrow. You are? What part? H-Town. Houston. That would yeah. be Houston. In the summer? <laughs> That's going to be great. <laughs> now, how did you pick that? I didn't. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Yes. Um, but, you know, you know, something different. Yeah, something different. I, um, You know, I, that my parents used to have a condo in Oregon, and they used to rent a place in Palm Desert. And so they used to summer in Palm Desert and winter in Oregon, which made no sense. <laughs> But they, this the, explains everything. The, the reason, well, that's what I'm saying. Why would you go to H Town <laughs> summer? But so that their reason was that they made more income on the condo because oh, it was yeah, also yeah. vacation rental. Right. So they made more income, and then no one charged anything for rent in Palm Desert right. in the summer. So they super savvy. Yeah, super savvy. I don't know why you're going to H Town <laughs> in the summer, but I know why they did. I don't know. It's like it's, I'm gonna burn. <laughs> I'm, you thought it was warm in San Diego today. Oh my goodness! But <laughs> no, I don't know. I've I've never been. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I've I've been to several places in Texas. I like Texas quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna go to Houston, Texas tomorrow. Yeah. So gonna, well, good for you. Yeah. Um, we'll see if I make it back. You may <laughs> take lots of changes of clothes. Maybe. Wow. Take a lot of showers. Yeah. 
Oh, My mother was just recently in Texas, uh, El Paso, and said it was 109 degrees. So yeah, bring all of your hot weather clothes. And it's like, it's kind of humid and humid in Houston, right? And human. Yeah, human. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you. A, I'll, I'll give you the laydown next week. Okay, perfect. Can't wait. <laughs>